What's up, wrestling fans, and welcome back to episode number 28 of the Home Mat Advantage Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Hughley, and I am joined again today by Earl and Jack, just like last episode, to break down this final duel of the first round of our NCAA champion duels. In this duel, you are going to hear the number 6 2017 team take on the number 11 2019 team. It's a extremely fun duel. I had a lot of fun doing it, you know, bickering back and forth about some of these matches and really just having a good time. Really, really great duel. So listen in. I hope you have a good time and enjoy the show. All right. And welcome back to the the next duel. Um, we are going to get started with our final duel of the first round, the number six team in the land, 2017 versus the number 11 team, 2019. Um, pretty wild to me, at least, that the seedings came in this way, that 2019 was the number 11 out of 16. I think that's kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, we'll get down to the bottom of it and see if the seeds hold true or if or if we get something different going on. But um, the way this duel is set up, the first thing that I have to, to point out to people is that obviously it was going to happen at some point, and it finally did. At 157 pounds, we have Jason Nolf wrestling himself. Um, and so what we were going to do in, this, in the event of this happening was go to the, the runner-ups. Um, so if you guys are cool with that, we can do that. We can also talk about Jason Nolf versus himself. It's whatever we want to do. This is our show. But um, – my my thought was to have the runner-ups wrestle off, and that would be Joey Lavalle versus Tyler Berger. Um, so, I think it, that's that's kind of my vote. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, no, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. I, uh, I do have to point out but before we do it, though, that I just got a, a really fun comment on Twitter about it. It's just perfect timing that it just came in. But uh, it's uh, the Blood Round RTC training program. Twitter account uh, commented on it and said here at the BRRTC we teach every day that or we teach that every day is a battle with oneself should I have another hot wing is five beers too many for lunch do I need to go to bed today why did you deny Jason Nolf the opportunity to wrestle himself <laughs> so <laughs> somebody really wanted always to always have another hot wing work it off in the morning Come yeah on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's not even a question. Uh, definitely bonus points for the hot wings, um, <laughs> even though they aren't for David Taylor sometimes. But, yeah, I, you know, I just commented back and put that, although you know, I would love to see Jason Nolf wrestle himself in real life, um, it's not as much fun to talk about to a guy to wrestling himself um, you know, with what we're doing. So we're going to stick with the runner-ups, and I think that'd be more fun to talk about. Um, what what is the highlight match of this duel to you guys? I think maybe ninety seven. That's what I was thinking too. Oh. Uh, yeah, Jaden Cox, Cox versus Bo Nickel. Um, I think that's a definitely a big one for me here. So let's start off at two hundred and eighty five pounds. So we have two thousand and seventeen Kyle Snyder taking on two thousand and nineteen Anthony Kassar. Um, Go ahead and get us started with Kyle Snyder in 2017, Jack. Uh, so he was second in 2015 um, after Gadsden won at Ice Cream. Um, and then he was first in 2016 um, when he beat uh, Gwizdowski in the, in the Garden um, in one of the best heavyweight matches of the ever. I can't think of a better one right now in folk style at least. Um, and then he was first in 2017, and this was the year he beat Connor Medbury in the finals. He lifted him up and spiked him. That was awesome. Um, I mean, this was the year he was 17 and 0, so he was wrestling a little more folk style than the next year. Because the next year, I think, is when he, or was it the year before, where he was like only like four or five and 0 going into the Big Tens. Um, you know, he's wrestling freestyle at this point. He had already won the Olympics and a world title, so. Kyle Snyder, unreal, um, perennial talent for sure. Yeah, and I remember that uh, that lift you're talking about. I remember sitting in the crowd, and, and when he lifted Medbury, that was a cool moment because everybody's kind of like, oh, oh, like 
it was yeah it was kind of cool like everybody's like oh my god he's actually gonna do this it's like slow yeah. motion him picking up this giant man and he had banged up ribs at the time i think too yeah Headberry mm-hmm. was huge man like absolutely huge there's no way that guy wasn't cutting to 285 big guy big guy um but on the other end of things i got anthony kassar and anthony kassar um most people know his story but this is you know i i you know i don't even know what year to call this for anthony kassar because at one point it was thought to be his last year and then all of a sudden he had two more years and and then he 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 decided not to get i don't know is this like what do we even call this Anthony Cassar? I think technically eligibility wise, it's probably sophomore Anthony Cassar because he had two His more fourth years. Fourth year sophomore year. Yeah. Fourth year sophomore. <laughs> eligibility wise, technically, this is second year Anthony Cassar, even though he had been Penn, at Penn State since it opened. Um, so. It, in his career at Penn State, you know, he kind of couldn't punch through and made the lineup. He did have the year right before this where him and Shaq were kind of battling over 97. And, uh, you know, Shaq ended up getting the getting the call at the end of the things and, and went to the NCAA championships and, and AA. But um, we, we do forget that this was the year that Kassar beat number one Colin Moore in the duel. Uh, and so I think – I don't, I don't know exactly how they made that decision to go with Shaq for NCAA's, um, but you know it, it could have went either way, and Kassar ended up getting the bench, um, and so he chose to kind of, you know, hit the that cowboy bulk job kind of deal. You know, down Oklahoma State, they like to to build those guys up. Well, Kassar, I guess, saw that and wanted to do it himself, and and uh, did nothing but eat protein and and lift. Uh, for a whole year and got up to heavyweight where he kind of found a home his last year and was virtually unbeatable. Um, he, he did lose one match. He lost to, to Derek White in, in the duel, I believe. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody was kind of discounting that matchup and it was more of the Gable versus Kassar, a storyline the whole year. And Kassar was 2-0 and against Gable when it um, when when the, the dust settled, um, he beat him in the Big Ten finals uh, where he beat him and then told the crowd to hush that the champ was here. Um, and then he beat him again in the NCAA semifinals um, before setting up a finals a rematch with the only guy to beat him, Derek White. And uh, he, he got the win there. And I would like to argue that he pinned him. Uh, in that match. I don't know if you guys remember, but when he got that huge takedown right at the very beginning um, and took him and slammed him down on his back, and I was, I was sitting in the first row right there. It was incredible. It was the best seats ever. I don't know if I'll ever have seats like that again, uh, but he slammed him down and held him there on his back for like multiple seconds, and you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the right call, but I think there definitely could have been a case for, for slapping the mat at one point because he was on his back, man, but uh he ends up getting it done, winning a national title, um, one-time champ in high school, one-time champ in college. And he's moving on, excited to watch him in MMA. So what do you guys see this match going like? Earl, what do you think? Man, I mean, it's all Snyder. Um, having a guy like Kassar, you know, his remarkable story, um, you know, athletic, uh, on his feet, not a true big full-sized heavy. Um, you know, I, th- I think Snyder would kind of pick him apart. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll follow suit. I think yep. Kassar is a lot like a Jacob Casper kind of build and and Snyder kind of picked him apart. So I'm I'm arguing Snyder by major. Yeah. Um I could be okay with that. I think I could go Snyder by major. I, I don't think it's you know, close to tech fall territory, but I, I could get it look like an eight, nine point one. Are we friends again, Jacob? <laughs> until 125, we are friends. Uh, oh, so in, until the next match, we are indeed <laughs> buddies. Um, but you might rethink that here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Careful okay. what you say here. Careful what I say. It's no, the internet. Okay. I can say whatever I want and you can't find <laughs> it. <laughs> you live in Chapel Hill. Yeah, you, you don't know where. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk the streets. All right, well, um, at some point, I will eat my words because if we're ever in the same room, I, I must have a match. But uh, 
circling around to the top 125 pounds Darian Cruz versus Spencer Lee um I'll let I'll let Jack kick it off with Darian Cruz and uh and sweat what I'm gonna say about him yeah so Darian um had a really interesting route to the finals um he beat Foz in the quarters Gilman in the semis in a crazy semifinal overtime match and then Lezak in the other final um his weight class was pretty broken. Um, I was I was in it as well. I was on the other semi. I wrestled Lezak. Um, this was the year that Suriano didn't say that he wasn't wrestling until like right before the tournament, so they didn't put in the alternate alternate, and so he forfeited right away, which kind of gave Lezak a pretty nice ride to the uh, to the semis. Um, I mean, he was Darren Cruz was seventh back in. 2014 um so long ago um and yeah i mean really tough really good on his feet um tricky he was super tricky the way that he took down lezak was was amazing out of this world almost um the the roll and then he put him on his back kind of for a little bit and threatened it lezak bailed out and that's how he won his title but yeah that's darian all right um, on the other end of things for 2019, we have Spencer Lee. Uh, Spencer Lee came into this tournament as the three seed. He was the returning national champion, um, but he did take uh, multiple losses to Sebastian Rivera this year, winning, including one in the Big Ten Finals, um, where that 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 whole position and and double for Sebastian. I don't know what you thought of it, Jack, but that was pretty cool, man. Like. That was when uh when Lee kind of got in deep on a shot and Seabass like pulled him up and then reshot right. I think that's what yeah. happened. No, that was, uh, it was really cool. I don't have that's a lot of strength there. Yeah, yeah. It, he literally like manhandled him. It was like I, I just I couldn't believe that he did that. Um, so that was pretty cool. But for the this tournament, you know, Spencer Lee goes through with a. Tech fall in round one, major decision, and then a fall over Sean Russell. Eleven uh, four win over Nick Pitch, and any, you know, kind of putting that uh that pin in the past because this was also that year, wasn't it? That uh that mm -hmm. Pitch caught him in that in the cradle. So I think Spencer Lee had three, yeah, he had three losses this year. Um, two to Sebastian Vera, one to Nick Pitch and any. Uh, but that's his route to the finals where he will meet, uh, dare I say, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, Jack Miller from UVA, uh, but yeah, we, I already said it earlier. You know, I picked this bracket. I I picked Rivera to make the finals, but I was definitely pleasantly surprised seeing Jack and his run. Um, I I love watching the ACC guys come in that people kind of discount for the schedule because you know sometimes the ACC is getting way stronger, but there definitely are some weights and, and sometimes where people don't really hit a whole lot of big name guys. Um, yeah, for so, sure. You know. I don't remember exactly who all you wrestled that year, but I know that that was what I was thinking was, was just, I've seen Rivera beat Spencer Lee and, and, you know, with Bresser and you, I, I didn't know what we were getting. Um, but, you know, Jack fall round one, made a decision round two, and then uh, beats Bresser in tiebreakers four to one. And then everyone remembers that one in the semifinals, five and a half minutes of riding time over Sebastian Rivera makes his way to the finals um and that was that was a really really cool final man I, I really enjoyed watching it I I think that um obviously like you've talked about it before I, I think I would have liked to see you wrestle a little bit more free you've said that you know maybe kind of getting it in in your head a little bit the match and, and in the situation but um I think that it was a really good match and and it was way closer than what I was thinking um and then a lot of people were thinking and again I wasn't you know crazy huge you know following your career so I, I didn't really know what I was going to get but um, that was a pleasant match to watch um, Spencer Lee though two-time national champion at this point um, and uh, two two really good finals wins man I think people do discount that too uh, and I'm not going to rip on Jack but uh, um, <laughs> appreciate yeah. it yeah no nah, but I mean people do kind of forget that too you know like sometimes when people have a lot of national titles, they think all these 
amazing things about them, but they they fail to to see who they wrestled in the finals or or this or that. Um, Spencer Lee has beaten Nick Seriano and Jack, so um, two really good wins in the finals as well as you know his his career that he's had. So uh, Spencer Lee versus Darian Cruz, um, I, I think it's easy on my point. It, it really is. I liked watching Darian wrestle um, and looking back at the tournament and, and all that kind of stuff. I honestly think if I, I'm not just saying this cause you're here with us, man, but like, I really do think if Jack doesn't get hurt that he's in that finals and possibly winning that title that year. Um, so I, I'm going to pick Spencer Lee and I'm going to pick Spencer Lee by major decision um, because he, there's not a whole lot of people that he doesn't at least get a major over. So I got a major decision for Spencer Lee. Um, I'll go next. I think it's Spencer. I don't know. I don't think it's major. I think it's close. Um, I I I would pick Darian over Piccinini. I think maybe a different year, Spencer. Like, but even then, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick major. No, no major. But Spencer for sure, in in a pretty dominant win. Yeah, I think one of the things that's interesting to think about this for me too, and I don't know how much it even comes into play for this, but when I think, you know, Darian Cruz obviously took out Thomas Gilman. Um, what do you guys think would happen if if this were a Thomas Gilman versus Spencer Lee matchup? And, and those I would years? have Spencer. I, I mean, I, I think it'd still be just as easy as a pick. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm, I'm thinking. I don't know. Um, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I could be getting close to bonus territory for that one too. Um, I think Gilman was was crazy good, but dude, those those turns, man, and I've seen Gilman get turned before. Um, yeah, by Lizak. Yeah, but Earl, you got Spencer as well. I got Spencer. I think I think Cruz may be able to sneak in a takedown somewhere. Um, so I think you would make it, you know, closer than a major. Yeah. All right. Well, if uh, if this comes down to the end and we're tied again, then you guys made no, the wrong decision. We're be tied right now because we didn't we choose Snyder for a major. Oh, we did. Thank you. Um, all right. So finding bonus somewhere else. So. Anyway, we will we'll get going on to 133 pounds where we got Corey Clark of Iowa versus Nick Suriano. Um, and we'll get started with Nick Suriano. I'll tell you a little bit about him and, and up to this point in his career. Um, this is his junior year. Um, before this, he, you know, as Jack said before, in 2017, um, had to, to kind of pull out of the, the tournament at the last second. And, um, you know, as much as like his name is tied to that, I think that was definitely a Kale thing and not a Suriano thing. Um, as far as him, like that, the last second mind games pulling him out. Um, I think that Seriano wanted to go, but they kind of knew that he wasn't going, you know, well before they announced it. Um, and so he didn't get a, a shot at that, but I think he easily could have been in the finals that year. Um, and his sophomore season, he ran into Spencer Lee in the finals. He kind of was untouchable himself until hitting Spencer Lee and then, um, you know, loses a, a five to one match. That was a really good match that, crazy awesome scramble man where Nick Seriano about had him and was trying to like throw the leg in and, and Lee catches the leg and goes back around the other side that was that was a really cool kind of iconic memory for me from that match um, but then Seriano the following year bumps up to 133 pounds in possibly the <clears throat> the craziest NCAA bracket in recent memory and uh and wins the darn thing so he goes through um off the top of my head I'm gonna make sure but I know he beat Stefan Micic in the semifinals and takes out Dayton Fix in the finals. Um, and also in that tournament, he did pin uh, Ethan Lezak. So uh, pinned Ethan Lezak, beat Stefan Micic, and then, you know, controversial win in the finals. Um, there definitely was a headgear pull. Absolutely. Um, but I don't know. I, I was still pulling for him. I'm, I'm glad he got it done. So Spencer Lee wins there. But. 133 pounds for 2017 is Corey Clark. Jack, tell us about Corey Clark. So this was Corey Clark's senior year. He was a four-time All-American at this point. Uh, he was a two-time runner-up, and then he was fifth in 2014 when he was back at 125. 
Um, his route to win it was Connor Schramm, um, Pat Diarcy, Stevan Micic, Nathan Tomasello, and then Seth Gross. So went through some hammers for sure. Um, Corey Clark has always been a solid guy, uh, solid all around. Um, not much else to say. I think that he's just someone that's that fits the Iowa profile very well. I think that's that's Corey Clark, though. You, you did forget one big thing about Corey Clark that nobody else has, and that is a a, a throw on Tom Brands, or was it Terry? Oh, yeah, either, either Tom or Terry. I don't remember which one, but uh, <laughs> when, when he won his national title, just absolutely bombing his coach. Uh, that was so cool. Uh, I yeah. loved that celebration. I don't know if there's ever going to be a celebration cooler than that for me. Um, but Earl, what do you think? Man, uh, I think I have to go with Suriano. Just, uh, you know, that bracket that he prevailed in that was just, you know, ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, kind of, kind of similar physical guys. I think, uh, just Suriano is a little better. Yeah. I'm going to go Suriano as well. I think that, there's only a few guys that can beat Nick Suriano. Yeah, I agree. We're all on the Suriano train. Um, I loved Clark, but I, I think that it's just super hard to score on Suriano and just a little bit more athleticism. And um, yeah, I think they were both really great brackets and, and hard pass to the finals, but um, Suriano's bracket, man, really was one of the, one of the hardest of all time. And so moving on to 141 pounds where we're going to have Dean Heil, versus Yanni Diakmahalis. Um, start us off with Dean Heil, Jack. Um, so he was fourth in 2015 when he was the 14th seed. Um, and then he was the champ in 2016 and the champ in 2017 where he beat. Uh, his route to win it was Brock Zacherl in the first round, Jared Prince in the second round, Jaden Ironman in the quarters, Anthony Ashnault in the semis, George C. Camillo in the finals. Um, this weight was very tough. Um, Jimmy Golubon was in it, unseated. Uh, Joey McKenna, Kevin Jack, Joey Ward, um, even Josh Heil, who's on the come up now. Luke Pletcher was in it. Um, Colton McChrystal. I mean, the weight was stacked. Brock Zachary, like I mentioned earlier, Bryce Meredith. Ronnie Perry was in it. I mean, the weight class was, was really, really tough, really loaded, and uh, – I mean, Dean didn't get a major or bonus points throughout the tournament and uh, only won one match that was more than like a three-point victory. So yeah. pretty impressive. He could keep it close and win. Yeah, and then on the other end of things, we got a guy that's still on his quest for four, uh, Yanni Diakamahalas. And this bracket as well was, was a pretty stacked one. Uh, there's just loads of names in this bracket I'll get to in a second, but just Yanni's path to the finals was incredible. Um, I know this was his second national title. So we already, you know, he already had that incredible run as a freshman um, where he beat Dean Heil and as well as you know, Jay Nyerman and Bryce Meredith. Um, but in his sophomore campaign, uh, he's the one seed. And in the very first round, he has Pete Lapari uh, from Rutgers, which, you know, is a pretty pretty good guy to start off with. Um, and then he beats Chad Red, Dom Demas, Jaden Ironman, and then Joey McKenna in sudden victory in the finals. So um, that's, that's a run, man. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Red, Demas, Ironman, McKenna is incredible thinking that a one seed had to go through that. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty stacked uh, lineup there. Um, I remember the, uh, the, the finals obviously was kind of – we keep getting controversial finals, man. But uh, I think that at the end of the day, it, the, the wrong was righted. Um, I can't remember what order everything went in. But um, I remember, you know, one takedown that was given to Yanni I think shouldn't have been. And then the one that – Yeah, the one that was, brought him into overtime. Yeah, was. but I th it was like – I can't remember exactly how it went. I think they didn't give him one that I thought he definitely should have had. And then they turned around and did the other thing. They gave him one that I thought he shouldn't have got. And so in my mind, at least, I think it was the wrong was kind of righted where, you know, they cheated him on one and then, and then kind of gave it back. Um, but 
you know, at the end of the day, Yanni walked off the mat as a two-time national champion over Joey McKenna. So um, some dudes in that bracket were Kyle Shoup, uh, Josh Alber, Jay Nyerman, we said, Kanan Store, Dom Demas, Chad Red, Mikey Carr, Max Murin, Sedarian Perry, Nick Lee, Mitch McKee, Cade Brock. I mean, wow. Like, we talk about that 133 bracket, but there are some names in this one, man. Yeah. I like the 2017 bracket a little more. I think it's a little tougher. You think so? Yeah, I do. Um, but I, with that being said, I mean, it's Yanni here. Yeah. With, with danger. With danger, it's Yanni. Without danger, I could. I think there's an argument to be made for Dean. I mean, the dude was unstoppable for two years. I will never in my life vote for Dean Heil, ever. I'm sorry. It just can't happen. And I'm sorry if he ever hears this, but, man, I just – I'm not a fan, okay? I'm not. I'm sorry. There's, like – there's you guys probably have people too, but there's certain people just get under your skin. And, like, dude, I, I can't ever vote for him ever in my life, all right? The, the guy – Two people before that we, that I voted for. <laughs> get under my skin <laughs> oh my god dude I, I yeah well i can't ever because i mean so obviously I, i'm an iowa guy i'm an iowa fan for sure uh, but in my coaching career um, i'm definitely more of that kind of penn state mentality of you know continuously trying to score and that's what i really try to preach to my guys is like don't worry about what the the match what the score is just really continuously trying to score and um i if I have a guy stalling, to me, it's almost as bad as a loss. Um, I just – I can't stand it. And I think Dean Howell really was that guy that got up by a point or two and then just, like, hung on. And, you know, and that danger rule, like you said, was made for him. And I just, I couldn't stand it. And I think that both McKenna uh, – uh, Meredith and DiCamillo should have won those matches. And I'm so irritated. And uh, I just – I don't know. I'll, I'll shut up before I say something that – I don't want to say. No, uh, I, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah, like George was like a mentor to me. So it's frustrating. But yeah. I think that like he was good at what he did. And it, he was the best at what he did, obviously, because he won twice. For sure. And he figured it out. And, I mean, it wasn't a cool way to win. No one liked it. But, I mean, very disciplined, very impressive. I think – with without danger, it's Dean Howell in this match for me. Oh. I don't know what we're doing. No, I I think uh, I think we'll go no danger just because there is one team that didn't have it. I think it's more fair to do that. Um, but yeah, I think no danger here. So you're going to go Dean Howell? I'm going Dean Howell. Oh my god, dude can't wear his headgear right. That's fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't win the battle against his headgear, and you think he's going to no be No one really wins that battle, though. Oh, that people – ev- Yeah, but nobody has their headgear continuously falling into their eyes in the national finals. I'm so happy I never have to go through that again. I'm God. so happy. Whatever. All right, well, Earl, what, what are you thinking here? Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's – uh... I don't know, even still with, with danger, I, I just feel like Yanni would be able to adapt. Um, you know, they're both incredibly hard to score on for their own reasons. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Yanni adapts and he wins here. <coughs> Suck it, Jack. <laughs> so you were not colluding. <laughs> no collusion. I'll, I will retract that statement. Um, but cool, Yanni gets the win. All is right in the world, even though Jack tried to mess up my morning. Um, no, it's not 19. What is it? Um, nine. But we'll go ahead and move on. 149 pounds, Zane Rutherford versus Anthony Ashnall. Uh, start us off with, with Zane, Jack. You go first. I put some, I'm eating something real quick. Me go first. All right. Um, so, you know, Heil can't win the headgear battle, and Jack can't. Uh, can't chew apparently or can't talk while he chews uh but you want to hear while i'm chewing no no shut it off um anthony ashnall uh 
at, at this point in his career, he's a senior. He becomes a four-time All-American. Um, and I think he really did kind of take a step up this year. Um, he was always a guy – I mean, he was a four-time AA, so he was always a guy right there in the conversation, um, but just right kind of on the outside. Um, I – I just, I really do think he took a step. Like, I think that he saw the, what was in front of him this year and saw, you know, how the, the landscape was going to look and knew that he could be the guy and um, really put in the extra work and, and got there. And so he, on his tournament run, he beats uh, Malika Mean, Christian Jeffries, Jarrett Dagan, Matthew Kolodzik in the semifinals, and then Micah Jordan in the finals. Nine to four over Micah Jordan in the finals. Uh, Five-point win there. But he, uh, when I remember back to this year, I, I think that the moment I knew where this guy was going to win is when him and Kolodzik hit. Um, and I believe it was in the rack. Uh, but that was an awesome match. And I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, Ashnault Kolodzik, Kolodzik comes in as the number one guy and, and Ashnault was the number two guy. And I remember – I don't remember which Princeton coach it was. It might have been Dubuque or, or – I don't remember which guy it was. But one of those guys had kind of like said on an interview or on Twitter or something. It was the head coach. The head coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. Said that um, Ashnault wasn't going to score a point on him, right? He wasn't going to score a point on Kolodzik. Kolodzik was going to win the match. And uh, that definitely fueled the fire for Ashnault because – he, uh, he wins, and I can't remember what the score was. I want to say it was like 8 nothing or 8-1 or something like that. Um, and in the, the final seconds, Ashnault's on top, and he looks over at the Princeton coaching staff, and he, like, counted at them and, like, held it up as he's on top of Klodzik. It was so awesome. That was the same year that he did the poo-poo the to yep. the Oklahoma State guys. Oh, dude. <laughs> I I loved watching him this year, man. He was he was just so much fun. Yeah, um, had to. He was a must watch, must watch TV every time he got on the mat. Absolutely. But uh, there, there's also some other good dudes in this bracket. Mitch Fine, Silver, Austin O'Connor. Um, you said Joshua Heil was good. Pat Lugo, Max Thompson. Um, you know, bunch of bunch of really really good dudes. Brock Mahler. And that's it. I'll shut up. Anthony Ashnault, national champ, 2019. So Zane, 2017, I mean, I think this was the year that he literally bonused every single person. Um, I mean, his NCAA tournament was tech, 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 pin, tech. I don't even know, like, wh who in their right mind does that to anyone? Um, his Zane. second national title and – his first year, he was fifth, but he had a win over Steber. Um, I mean, for me, in this match, it's Zane by bonus. I think it's attack. Yeah. Um, man, really? Really? Yeah. Would you pick Brandon Sorensen over Anthony Ashnall? I don't He's know, man. Sorensen. He's got to have matches with those guys, does he not? He's got to have a I match like, somewhere. No, because he was at Anthony Ashnall was at forty-one yeah. for most of his okay. career. Okay, I I don't know, man. Like it, senior Ashnall, I might pick senior Ashnall over Sorensen. Do y'all think I'm crazy for that? Oh, I thought you were about to say Junior Zane. I was about to. Think. No, no, but no, over I don't think you're crazy for that at all. I think that's I think that would be a very close match. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Zane dominated him. Yeah. I mm, I hate it. I, I really – I don't want to go bonus. I really don't because I, I think that Ashnault could hang around enough and, and you know, scrape by a, a decision. So, screw it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go decision. I'm going to go Zane by decision because it – I mean, obviously, I think that the – it's more in favor of Zane getting bonus, but I, I think that Ashnault could hang on in this specific year. I think that he was really good this year, and I, I don't see many people being able to bonus him. So I'll go, I'll go Zane uh, winning by like six points or something. I don't think many people either. I just think that Junior Zane will bonus everyone. 
just like David Taylor senior year would bonus everybody. No, 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 no. Did I remind you that there has never been a wrestler in college history to have a 100% bonus rate through the year? So even Junior Zane did not bonus everyone. Is that is 2017 on WrestleStat? Can I find Zane on WrestleStat? Yeah, I think you had a tough match with Anthony Kalika and. Was there was this a duel where he went to tiebreakers with Sorensen? Was this a year? I think so, because I think it was the year that he hit him in the finals. No, this wasn't the year he went in the finals. This was the year that he pinned him in the first period in the mm. semis. Yeah. What do you got, Earl? Man, so I agree with everything you said about Ashnall, you know, getting better. And I feel like he was kind of on a level almost by himself. He rarely had close matches this year. Um, really impressed me. Love to watch him. Love what he brought to that program. Um, but I'll go with Major for Zane. All right. Major for Zane Rutherford. I, uh, I definitely can't be upset with that one because if you're upset with somebody saying that Zane Major is someone, then uh, you're, you're not a wrestling fan. You don't follow this enough. Yeah. Uh, you have no wrestling integrity. And have no wrestling integrity whatsoever. No wrestling integrity. Upset about it. Not if you picked against it. You still have your integrity. But if uh, if you're upset about it, that's that's where I draw the line. Um, but Zane moves on with a a major decision. Actually, we'll give them eight points. Um, but 157 pounds. This is where we're we're getting into the the fun part of the duel where we actually have uh, Jason Nolf wrestling himself. Um, but as we said before, you know, we're, we're not going to sit here and talk, you know, nitpick years of Jason Nolf because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's just the craziest thing to talk about. And I don't know how we actually get to a winner. Um, so what we have chosen to do in, in this case is to talk about the runner-ups versus each other. And so in 2017, the runner-up to Jason Nolf was Joey LaValle. And in 2019, it was Tyler Berger. And so uh, I'll go ahead and kick it to Jack. Tell us about Joey LaValle in 2017. So he was the three seed going into the tournament. Um, he only had one loss on the year. Um, and this was the year that Kimmer was the two, but he got upset by Palacio. So um, LaValle beat Sal Mastriani in the second round. Paul Fox, the, a kid from Stanford who ended up All-Americaning um, in the quarters, and then Dylan Palacio in the semis. All right. Um, for Tyler Berger, Tyler Berger, you know, this is kind of famously was the year that, uh, that Berger said that he was going to beat Nolf. I don't remember the exact words, um, but he uh, kind of went on Twitter and waged war and said that he was going to take him out and, and all this kind of stuff. And like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, for him, obviously he believed it in his head, but everyone else in the world, I think it was a laughable moment. Uh, because he was not going to beat Jason Ulf. I'm sorry. Uh, but he was the two seed. He did uh, have a tech fall in the first round, a pin in the second round, five to two over Larry Early, and then five to three over Caleb Young in the semifinals, um, setting up the match that he wanted in the finals, where um, Nolf, I think, throughout his career was kind of a guy that um, he, he beat on people and, and you know, absolutely – destroyed some just absolutely destroyed some guys but um sorry my wife's yelling upstairs i don't know if she's yelling for me um but uh um, he he just he looked like a, it was a different guy in the finals is what i'm trying to get to sorry I'm, I'm getting distracted but he came out there with a little extra chip on his shoulder and just blew up tyler Berger. Um, I got to run real quick because I, I think something's going on upstairs, but you guys take this away for me. I'm voting for Tyler Berger. Yeah. Um, you want to go first? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, LaValle didn't have that many losses. He said, I think he said he had one loss uh, heading in the tournament. Um, Missouri didn't always wrestle the strongest schedule, but uh, – I don't know. I, I think that this version of Tyler Berger was uh, much better than uh, LaValle's three-time All-American. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see Berger losing to, you know, really anybody else, but Nolf, um, or maybe there was one or two guys that I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I'm going Berger. 
I 100% agree. Yeah, I think that Berger would be a national champ in a different year. Um, he kind of jumped levels in between the times that they went to their duel, where I think Nolf majored him or was close to majoring him. Mm-hmm. And then um, he uh, he had a chip on his shoulder. I think it was really, really awesome to see him just kind of go after a guy like Jason Nolf, someone that, like, he started Nolf next topic. And Berger didn't that didn't make him afraid he just went after it i think that's inspirational and you know i i gotta go burger for sure um earl did you did you go yeah he went burger. yeah i went burger cool. um so we all got burger awesome sorry about that my uh, my wife is up there yelling i think she's yelling at the dog but i swore <laughs> i heard my name and when i don't know i guess Earl understands your wife yells your name across the house. Like I immediately go into like five-year-old, my mom yelling at me, like, what did I do? Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> I had to run up there and make sure that all was, all was right in the world. Um, but it is all good. So we have a, a 12, to, 12 to 8 lead for 2019 heading into the 165-pound match where we have actually seen this match in an NCAA final. Um, 165 pounds, Vincenzo Joseph in 2017, uh, versus Mackay Lewis in 2019. And so, um, I will go ahead and, and kick it off with Mackay, uh, Mackay in 2019, as we obviously said, is the national champion. Um, he beat Vincenzo in the final seven to one. Um, but Mackay, I think the, the kind of storyline for this tournament was Vincenzo and Marinelli and, and wanting to see them meet up. Um, and then I think the, the kind of like secondary, secondary storyline was uh, Marinelli's insane path, right? And so this guy got Joe Smith in the first round, Thomas Bullard, and then hit Mackay Lewis in the quarters. Um, where Mikai Lewis, like we talked about earlier, and I've said about, you know, the ACCs, like, you know, there's a bunch of really good dudes, but there definitely are some weight classes some years where, um, you know, they might not have as tough of a schedule. And so Mikai had a loss this year. He had two losses. He was 28 and two. Um, but, you know, people knew he was good, but he was the eight seed and, and didn't really expect too much from him. Um, knew he was, a, I believe, a junior world champ. Um, but, you know, again, just, you know, 28 and two, not any crazy good wins on his resume. And so, you know, it wasn't much of a thought until he hit Marinelli in the quarters and beat him three to one. Um, just an amazing match. I mean, not for me, I was on the verge of tears because I love Marinelli, but uh, he, uh, it, was, it was a really good match. And man, just Makai is just amazing, man. Just the balance that he has and just, I don't know. I just, there was something about him that was that was really cool that match, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this guy's this guy's real." Um, and then in the semifinals again, I thought Wick was going to win. I thought for sure Wick was because he was kind of the third guy the whole year. Um, but again, Makai five to two, and then in the finals he locks up a cradle on Vincenzo, um, and uh, wins seven to one. And I think what's interesting about that too is that I heard an interview with Makai where he talked about. Um, talked about that cradle and he said that like he said that Marinelli did kind of a similar thing where when he stood up he he put his head near his knee every time he stood up Um, and he said when he got to Vincenzo he knew that he did kind of the same thing and so he said that he saw it happen like the first time they're in that position he saw him kind of stand up like that and then I believe it was the second time that he knew it was going to happen and so he just went right for it um, and ended up getting it and taking it over. But uh, yeah, Mikhail Lewis, a seven to one decision over two-time national champion Vincenzo Joseph for the win. And what about Vincenzo in 2017, Jack? So this was Vincenzo's freshman year, I think, right? Yeah. Maybe it was. Let me check real quick. Yeah, this was his. This was his freshman year. Um, he was 22 and four on the season. Um, he beat Daniel Lewis in the quarters, Logan Massa in the semis, and then. Imar in the finals um and that's pretty hard route in itself I mean when I think of Chinzo I think that his first two years were better than his next two um but 
like he's just a guy that kind of always surprised people at nationals. I think even when he was the returning national champ, um, just showed up under the or yeah under the lights. Uh, great inside trip, obviously, and just uh, had Imar's number for sure. Yeah, um, I, I think it, it's cool, and we've we talked about in the past how like heavyweight kind of had that curse of like winning two and then getting knocked off. Well, the same thing happens at sixty five. I think kind of over the last couple of years, we had Imar win two on the quest for four and then gets knocked off by Vincenzo. Same thing happens to Vincenzo winning two and then getting knocked off. And I think in both of those situations, it was really a, a matchup deal for me. Uh, I think Vincenzo with that, you know, Imar wanting to go under hooks, doing that overhook inside trip really was a, a matchup problem for Imar. Um, and then I think I really do believe that Makai is a matchup issue for Vincenzo. Um, and so, you know, not just because of, of the match that we saw, but I, I don't think that that's, that's a, a thing where Vincenzo wins the majority of the matches. I think Makai might win the majority of the matches. And so I'm going to pick Makai. What about you, Earl? Yeah, I think I'm with you as well. Um, you know, that, that I think that uh, Vincenzo was actually – you know, pretty similar to his freshman year, uh, this year as a junior in 2019, um, you know, at least pretty comparable. Um, he did have that, uh, bad matchup or, you know, bad matchup as far as Imar goes. Um, but I think Lewis is a bad matchup for him. Um, I could see if they would have hit, for instance, this year or, you know, something like that, I, I could have seen Lewis getting the win again. So, um, it's it's hard to unsee that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's got to be Makai. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just I remember from that finals match, man, him being up on that one leg and Joseph just not being able to finish. Like absolutely could not finish. Just incredible balance. Um, and what what was it that he did when when they finally went out of bounds and you know, reset. Makai did something that was kind of like, uh, it, it was, it was almost like a calm down or like some kind of little gesture that he did that was, it was kind of cool. Um, but just kind of showing that like he was comfortable in that position and, and wasn't really worried about it too much. But Makai Lewis taking the win for 2019 and we'll go down to 174 pounds where we're going to see yet another thing that yet another matchup that we've seen in the finals. This is Mark Hall, 2017 Mark Hall specifically against 2019 Zahid Valencia. Um, for Zahid at this point, this is his junior year. It's his second NCAA title. Um, he, as a freshman, lost in the semifinals to Mark Hall. Or I think it was the quarterfinals, wasn't it? Um, it was the quarters of the semis to Mark Hall. Um, and, and another kind of headgear pull matchup um, where that kind of ended up deciding the match. But um, he battles back and takes third as a freshman, his only loss being to Mark Hall. His sophomore season, I believe, is the season he went undefeated, beating Mark Hall in the finals. And then his junior season, um, he did take two losses during the season, one to Mark Hall, uh, and the other to Daniel Lewis uh, getting pinned. But he righted all of his wrongs when he came into the NCAA tournament and tore through it. He was the three seed who had a major in the first uh, – he had a major, major fall, major, and then decision over Mark Hall in the finals. Uh, and just very, very high level of dominance. And, you know, with everything that happened with COVID and 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 – uh, Valencia's situation um, obviously Spencer Lee won the Hodge but I think that it was it was very clearly Zahid's Hodge um, up until a certain point so there is that tell us about Mark Hall Jack yeah so this was uh, true freshman Mark Hall his red shirt got pulled after the Southern scuffle this year um, he went through uh, Zach Epperly um, and then Zahid in the semis, and then Bo Jordan in the finals. Um, avenging a few losses on the way, um, this was Zahid's only loss on the season. He ended up going on the backside and majoring uh, Miles Amin um, for third. Uh, 
Bo Jordan was also had a tough route beating Brian Real Budo in the semis. Um, this was also another infamous uh, headgear pull, um, which ended up making Mark win. Um, but yeah, this was one of two times that Mark beat Zahid. Um, he beat him in the duel as well. So yeah, that's Mark Hall. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I think for me, it's very clearly Zahid Valencia. Um, and I say that obviously because um, Zahid kind of controlled the, the wins in the rivalry. I believe it was four to two maybe uh, or something like that. But, um, you know, Hall did get the win and, and rec hall that, that last year or that they're this year technically, but uh, you know, Zahid ended up riding the wrong later in the year. And, in that freshman year when they met and when Mark Hall won, um, I think if it weren't for that headgear pull, I think Zahid's a three-time champ. Um, I think that he would have won the match if you take the headgear pull out of there. And I think that he definitely would have beaten Bo Jordan in the finals. And so uh, I just, I think it's, it's almost a rivalry like uh, Hendricks and Perry to me, uh, where it was obviously a big rival rivalry, but one guy kind of really controlled the rivalry and really won the majority of the matches, even though they were close every time. Um, so I'm going to go Zahid Valencia. What about you, Jack? I want to go Zahid really badly, but I feel like freshman Mark Hall might've been the best version of himself. Like, I think he was better as a freshman. Um, I think that this is a lot harder than just saying, yeah, Zahid beat him way more after this. But I think that for me, it's Mark Hall. And it's a freshman Mark Hall. I don't know. I don't – I think that this was, this was easily his best self, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm going to go Mark. All right, Earl. All right, so – it might have been the best mark, but I think Zahid um, was different, you know, and he got much better once he got to 2019. And, uh, you know, Hall did kind of put it on him in rec hall, but, uh, you know, Zahid came back and. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I, I, I got to go with Zahid. I think that that's like, like, it, it definitely seems like it could be Zahid, but. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I think that Mark was, there was just something different about him after his first year. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to bash him at all. He was obviously one of the best wrestlers of this decade, and he was unreal every year. But um, it just seems like from the outside, I, I always kind of rooted for Mark. Who do you guy. think? Who do you think would have won the title this year, Hall or Kimmer? I I think Mark Hall would have won. Yeah. Yeah, I think. It's but I mean, I, I would root for him. Like I I knew him, so I root for him. Yeah. What about you, Earl? Who would you have had in that? Yeah, well, I think I picked uh, Hall in the Big Ten. I probably still would have picked him. NCAs. Yeah, I think so. Um, but Zahid with the win, moving on, 184 pounds, Bo Nickel of Penn State versus Drew Foster of, of Northern Iowa, UNI. Um, so I'll go first. Drew Foster in 2019 won a national title um, after a, a whole lot of, of stuff happened in this tournament um, that kind of set up his Cinderella run. Um, the first one, obviously, being Miles Martin on the other side getting upset by by Max Dean, um, and I, I I believe I don't have it pulled up, but I believe that that Martin and Foster met this year, and Martin would have obviously had the win. Um, but Drew Foster coming out of the six seed at twenty eight and five, he beats Ludipre, uh, and then Zach Zavatsky and Chip Ness on his way to the finals before beating Max Dean six to four. Uh, Max Dean did beat Foster earlier in the year. Um, but Foster ended up getting the last laugh at the NCAA tournament. 
I really do think this was a really good run as well because, um, you know, Lou Dupre, I think, was in the title hunt this year for sure. Um, Zach Zavatsky was always one of the top guys. He was the three seed. And then Chip Ness in the semifinals, man, like definitely the, the Mr. March of the last couple of years. Like the dude was the 15 seed, shows up and takes out the two seed and the 10 seed on his way to the semifinals. Um, yeah, but Shakur was pretty hurt. Like, I feel like there was kind of an asterisk there. Yeah, and this is also the year that Shakur didn't wrestle the Big Ten finals. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, Foster had a really good run, man. Had a good year. Um, and and we'll, uh, we'll look across the mat to see Bo Nickel, though. So, Bo Nickel in 2017 is, is doing what, Jack? Uh, so, he's a sophomore. He's a second. Uh, he's second in 2016 after that crazy match with Miles. Um, this year he went tech, pin, 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 and then decision over Gabe Dean in the finals. Um, he had one loss on the year. I don't know who that was to. Probably Gabe in the he lost, say, scuffle or something. He lost to uh, Miles in the Big Ten semis. Really? Um, I can't even find Miles on the year. Oh, he got upset by Emory Parker in the second round. Um, I mean, for me, it's Bo, and it's Bo by pen. I mean, you can't just go Bo by major. It's either mm-hmm. Bo by ten or, or Bo by tech or Bo by pen. He doesn't get majors. I feel like he didn't get a whole lot of techs either. So yeah, I think it's. I think it might be. It might He's be better. Yeah. Um, crap. I, yeah, I think I'm comfortable saying it too. I'm. I'm gonna go Bo Pen. How about you, Earl? I mean, yeah, well, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> I didn't necessarily, you know, think that. I, I thought it was clearly him, but you you put it that way. That's it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm good with it. All right, well, Bo Nickel. It's, cool. it's 6-3, but it, there are, I mean. Pin. So that's going to be 4 close. to 18 now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's coming down to the last match, 14 to 18. In favor of 2019, we might get yet another uh, yet another upset. But the last match of the duel, um, Jaden Cox of Missouri versus Bo Nickel of Penn State. This is Bo Nickel's senior season. Um, he, this is his Hodge Wang season. He absolutely blew through everybody standing in his way, including a pin over Colin Moore in the duel. Um, and then in the national finals, uh, he also beat Colin Moore. Um, the score being um, five to one. So five to one in the national finals uh, after he had pinned him earlier. And I think if you're asking me, um, I think that he's better than five to one over Colin Moore right there. I think that that might've been a little bit of, you know, senior last match, big stage kind of taking it in a little bit and maybe not just going balls to the wall, but maybe enjoying his final moments in a Penn state singlet. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, but that tournament, I mean, fall, fall, major decision, fall, and then uh, five to one. And so we all know Bo's stats, and, and this is, you know, Hodge winning season, undefeated. So on the other end, Jaden Cox. Yeah, so this was Jaden's senior season. This was his third national championship um, as well. I mean, he went fall, major, major, and then decision, decision, but it was 6-2, 8-2. So, I mean, he was untouchable this year. No one really came close. Um, I think Jaden's best known for his defense. Um, Yeah, I mean, he won over Brett Farr in the finals and Jared Hott in the semis. Um, Just a real joy to watch. Kind of on and off the mat, you know. He's just yeah. a really, really good person. For really sure. Person. What uh, What are you thinking about this one, Earl? Uh, another one. It it doesn't. It can't count for these purposes. But you know, just, just what you watched at Final X between these two. Um, I just, I just don't see how Bo can score against him. You know, it's, it sounds really simple, but that's just what it comes down to. Um, yeah, I have to take Jaden, and uh, I don't know how what Bo does. I don't know. I don't know, man. 
I, I all right, we're gonna disagree. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go bow nickel, and the reasoning for me here is um, I 100% agree, and I think at this point in life and and forever on, I don't see Bo Nickel ever touching Jaden Cox. I don't. Um, but trying to keep in mind that this these are both senior years of of themselves in college. Um, I think that Jaden jumped leaps and bounds after college. Like the guy, the Jaden that we have right now was not the Jaden that we had in college. Um, he's incredible. He's the best guy in the world, if you ask me. Uh, but again, at this point in their college careers, I'm going to, I, I really, I'm going to favor offense over defense. And I think even at this point, Jaden had one of the best defensive games in the world, but I, man, Bo was just, on a roll this senior season. I don't see anybody getting in his way. And obviously it would be different having Jaden Cox there, but college forms of both of these guys, I, I just, I see Bo, man. I, he, I really he see already, it. He already made it through the Olympics without giving up a takedown at this point. I don't care. <laughs> well, that, I mean, he, he got uh, third, though. okay. So y'all are going to leave it down to me. Last he got, match. He got Last third match. though. He lost. I mean, Maybe not giving up a takedown, but he did lose in the Olympics. So, I mean, I'm a Texas boy, and Bo Nickel, I mean, I grew up watching him. We were on the same team, Texas teams. The dude was un unreal, um, obviously. I mean, y'all have seen him. Um, there would be some matches where he would just go in and just pin the guy, like, and he would be number one or number two guy in the, the country. It would be like Kimball Bastion when he was a stud out of Utah and, or just anyone, um, Mark Hall, even, you know, he would, uh, he rose to the occasion. He always, uh, like shined under the lights and I mean, unbelievable college career. I think he's, I think out of those Penn state guys, Bo Nickel might be the best in this decade. I think that would be an interesting topic to go over. I mean, Zane, probably has him by a little bit but I think after that it's Bo and then after that it's David Taylor but I'm going Jaden Cox <laughs> he had a bronze medal in the Olympics at this point he was so good the dude didn't lose he didn't yeah. get taken down yeah. he didn't lose Jaden Cox he had a bronze medal in the Olympics yet he only had a, a decision over uh, far and uh, was the, the dude before you said hot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he only he doesn't he's not known for his offense as much as he is for his defense. Whatever. Like a six two eight two can be just as like dominant as a tech ball sometimes. I say Jaden by tech for the win. <laughs> I'll go tech too. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, <laughs> oh my. Um, those, those are jokes, correct? Because yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, uh, man. No, this is for sure a decision. It's for sure one or two points for, for Bo Nickel. I got it. Um, no, 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 dude. Come on. I mean, did Jane, I have you? Did I have you for a little bit? Did a little you, bit. I was gonna go Bo. No, I, no, no. <laughs> but dude, Jaden, it was a regular decision for both those matches. Bo Nickel pinned. The number two guy in the country, the clear cut it's number two guy wrestle. in the country. It's just how you wrestle. It's not that he like he wasn't good enough to score the points. It's just how he wrestles. He Screw doesn't it. score a ton of points. He wins those close matches. And Whatever. I get how people can't get behind that. But when you see a guy get on Jaden Cox's legs, it is like a masterpiece. It is it's like Michelangelo painting, you know, or something like that. Or Tony Hawk skateboarding. Like there's, there's just no one better at it. He, you can't score on him. It is, it's a, a, amazing to watch every second of someone in on Jaden Cox's legs. Um, the defense oh. is unmatched. Whatever. This um, match would be sweet, though. My, I, I was outvoted, but uh, just so you know, uh, my vote was was Bo Nickel pinned. So. Oh my God. No. <laughs> 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 hey, you said it. He's 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 a pinner. Hey, uh, two upsets today. It's a good day. That's definitely a good day. Um, so eighteen to seventeen, two upsets, and you know, two one point upsets. 
Um, 18 to 17, 2019 moves on. So we will have in the next round, um, we will have the number 14 versus the number 11 seed. So uh, pretty cool when the when the bracket doesn't hold. I think it's definitely way more fun to watch brackets that <clears throat> they get busted up a little bit. But that is it for us. Um, thank you for listening. We had a great time with this, and we will continue to have a great time with this. So tune back in for the quarterfinals when they start uh, at the beginning of next week. We will hear from you next time. Thanks, Earl. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Thank you.